How you guys doing? This is Lady C. This is JT. When we were Jehovah's Witnesses, we always used to brag about how if you come to our meeting, it's free. No collections taken. And I even remember like doing research and looking at, you know, like, like back in Judge Rutherford's day and they'd had those little playbills and they were always talking about if everything is free. And I remember going out in service years ago. We always use the word free all the time, you know? Yeah, we did. And so then I thought about it after we left, and we, we just kind of like, you know, got a little critical thinking moment going on here <laughs> this evening. And so we had to jump in the camera this evening to kind of talk about what we were discussing about how we went from being free to like having these heavy burdens on us. And it was like, wow, we didn't realize how much we had to pay and how much we had to give up. And so we want to share those with you this evening. So, yeah. JT, you want to start out the gate? <laughs> yeah, uh, we often refer to how everything was free. And it's interesting that you really don't uh, realize it until you actually leave the organization that while it wasn't free, it was a very, very high price that you had to pay. Um, I guess really it often starts uh, with when a person first is introduced to Jehovah's Witnesses. We used to ask that question to people as Bible studies. Do you have one hour a week that you can spare for God? And it's interesting how it starts off with one hour and it literally becomes your entire life that you have to give over to this religion. Um, and it impacts people and we see that. We were discussing um, about the fact that all of the witness kids that we grew up with, practically every single one, they are people who came around this organization in the late 60s, early 70s, our parents did. And for the persons like myself and my wife, all the young people who we grew up with, we are now seeing our parents move into their golden years. And for so many witness parents, they are suffering now. Um, they simply just were not prepared because they were waiting every day for the end to come. And we just want to just, just go back over just how the Watchtower basically ended up taking something from us that we cannot get back. Uh, we were laughing about how you will often hear about persons who they reach a certain level of financial worth and they may lose it. And in time, they often, we often hear they, they get it back. But one of the things that you cannot get back, and that's time. What they stole from us is time. And that's something that we will never, ever get back. Time and opportunities that we had at one time, they're gone. That's true. And the other thing that we discussed this evening was we were talking about how we would tell people that we don't tithe. Mm -hmm. And we would brag about how, oh, you know, we go to the Kingdom Hall and we just give, we just donate what we can afford to donate and all that. Mm -hmm. But look at this guy over here. You know, he's got to give a tenth of his earnings to his church. And we kind of calculated it up and we talked about <laughs> that. And we said, well, you know what? Let's just say the person made $50,000 a year. Okay. They're going to their church mm -hmm. and they pay $5,000 a year tithing. Tithing. So they got $45,000 left. Now we're talking about tithing on the gross. Mm -hmm. But when you think about what a Jehovah's Witness gives up, then they'd be bragging, oh, we don't tithe. We don't do none of that. Right? But what, 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 let's break it down. What do we, what do we come up with, Jason? Yeah, I mean, 
Think back to the assemblies where you would have someone where the organization was always telling us to work part-time, work part-time and move our books full-time. Uh, you take a Jehovah's Witness who made $50,000, just, just for, just for a assumption, and they decide to go take a part-time job making $25,000 a year so they can move Watchtower products. They lost $25,000 that they'll never get back. And I really felt bad for some of the sisters. You know why? Tell them why, Lady C. Because my mom did not work a job. And now that she's like up in age, she has no money. Yeah. And we live in the Western land, of course, in the United States. So we pay into Social Security here. Mom didn't pay into Social Security. So she has nothing to, to, you know, to draw from in her old age. Yeah. I mean, I think about all those sisters where the organization always encouraged, can someone in your family go full-time? And so you could have a sister who was making $50,000 a year. She would quit her job. The family would lose $50,000. For what? To move Watchtower products. And it's only when you leave the organization do you realize they took time away from us, the earning potential that many people would have had. And today, because everybody was planning on getting out by means of the end of the world, every Jehovah's Witness was counting on, I'm not going to get old, so I don't have to worry about that. I mean, brothers would never discuss planning 20, 30 years for retirement. If you had a yeah. group of Jehovah's Witnesses who were having a conversation, and some brother threw in the conversation, you know, I just signed up with uh, my investment, my job, you know, because I'm planning on, you know, for down the road, 30 years, be able to retire. He would have been condemned. Yeah. He would have been looked down upon. And so this is the part that Jehovah's Witnesses, they often play dumb to. I mean, they play dumb. Oh, remember that. Oh, remember her that. But that's because they play dumb to it. And we've seen it. Well, you know what that is, though, <laughs> is, see, when, when you have people that are born in a certain time mm -hmm. period, and then they begin to get older. Um, I was talking to... Um, uh, a few people at the um, salon yesterday, and the one guy said, the, there's two people in our society that nobody cares anything about. And he said it's the, the young young kids and the elderly. Oh, yeah, that's true. Many so, people. you know, you get people who remember the time when they gave up things, and they get older, and now people don't want to hear from them. So they kind of like toss them to the side. Yeah. You're a youngster. You're too young to know anything. You, we're not going to listen to you. And now you're old and senile. And that's how they treat you. Mm -hmm. And so what ends up happening is, as they're trying to tell their story about what happened, the younger people are now taking over the congregations. Mm -hmm. And they're throwing these older people, oh, yeah. casting them to the side. But basically we're talking about as people live their lives, have experiences, and then they get older, when they get ready to come back and talk about what happened, Nobody wants to hear from them. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like I remember when I was 22 and I was reading a, a magazine because I was going back through some of the older mm -hmm. magazines and literature of the society. And it was saying millions now living will never die. And I was saying to myself, oh, my God, these people are dead. And I remember going back to sleep, as it were, mentally and thinking, well, you know, I'm 22. I've still got my whole life ahead of me. And now some years have passed and I've wasted a lot of time in that religion. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you just got to wake up and you got to see what's happening in your life. Because if you don't, you'll wake up and the next thing you know, it's over. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's so important that when, when people leave that you start to rebuild your life. You, you absolutely have to start rebuilding. And that's what we are seeing more and more. We've talked to people all the time. And what they're doing, they realize that they lost time. They lost uh, financial opportunities. Just things in general. Just, just things in everyday life they lost. And so they're, what they're doing now is they're trying to reposition themselves to move forward. And that's what you have to do. Because if you don't, you will end up being eaten alive as you look back to what happened. You know, that's why we always make the point about you know, taking the lemons that you were given and using them to make them into lemonade. You know, as a witness, we were always shown the example of people who left the organization and they basically, for all practical purposes, they fell flat on their faces. But by means of the internet, by means of the type of technology we have today, you can look at people and you're able to reach out and talk to people and see, oh, they're putting their life back together, even though it was put in the position it was because many of us, we were kids. So that's really the whole thing. For some of us, we had no choice. Our parents took us to the Kingdom Hall because they thought and believed sincerely it was the best for us at that time. Now that we're grown, we're able to examine things critically. We realize that while our parents were sincere, they were just like everyone else. They were duped, they were hoodwinked, and bamboozled. And so now we're able to start moving forward. And that is so important. We can't stress that enough to people. We often talk about it. We talk to people all the time online and we tell them, yes, we got a raw deal. No question about it. But now let's take the pieces, put them together and start building. And you can do that. Um, you can do that. As, as I always tell people, you know, uh, success is the best revenge. It is. And, <laughs> but you know what I find to be so interesting is like, you know, looking back on our life, we've mm -hmm. lived these things. We've, you know, gone through a lot of things. And as I always say, history repeats itself. So as we begin to receive emails from individuals mm -hmm. asking for help because they are in a situation, we just know it off the top of our head. Hey, we know what you're dealing with. We know why they're thinking that way. The young lady whose husband who I talked to the other day, her husband quit his job. Yeah. And his attitude was, I don't need to work because the end is right around the corner and they need money to live on right now. Yeah. But the husband doesn't see it that way. Yeah. And so it's really, really sad. And you see a lot of people that are making the same mistakes and these people are young. Yeah. They're young people, they're not older people. Mm -hmm. And they think that they got their whole life ahead of them. So they're not really looking at things and saying, in another 30 years, I'm going to need to have this in place or that in place because they're not looking to live for another 30 years. So it's really kind of, um, it's really sad that people will go out and they will Google a restaurant and they will want to get a review on a restaurant. And yet when someone says, do you want to take a look at your religion? Google that, find out what the reviews are. What are people saying? You know, people who are like coming back to the religion after being inactive for 20 years, one of the first things you should do is go on the internet and find out what's going on yeah. in this religion before you start getting all back involved in that. Yeah. And a lot of people are not doing that. Yeah. And um, the only reason why they may do it is because they run up against a brick wall at the Kingdom Hall yeah. and then they find out, hey, look, something's not right with this mm -hmm. person. They're treating me wrong. It's yeah. not right. And then they go up on the internet and that's how they find out, oh, hey, look, I just discovered, you know, this is crazy, yeah. you know. But yeah. it, it is really a sad situation. And we really hope that by means of our Critical Thinkers channel, 
that we can reach those individuals yeah, um, and that we can help people to do critical thinking yeah, that's, that's about really what's key. going on. Yeah, that's so important, very important. Absolutely. And then, of course, you know, as Lady C mentioned, you know, we live in the West, so we're, we're kind of fortunate. We, many of us who are watching this, we live in Western countries. And, and you can only just feel for the witness who realizes this is not the truth. And they live in a third world country, as we often refer to, or countries where the economic situations are very, very difficult. And that's where a lot of people in the world live. And interestingly, that's where a lot of people are becoming Jehovah's Witnesses. Because the Watchtower has a beautiful project. I mean, it's, you know, you can get beachfront property and just move out products and wait for the end to come. And so that's what we have people doing. We know people who did that. We ourselves did that. I often tell people the average witness cannot see more than five to ten years out, and therefore they often live their lives accordingly. You ask the typical Jehovah's Witness, you know, uh, Brother Johnson, uh, the way things are going, you think the world can go on for another five or ten years? I don't think so, brother. Things are bad. And so as a result, they make plans that reflect that. And they, every five or ten years, they just adjust. And no one dawns on them that you may get old and you are going to need these things. And that's what we see. And a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, uh, he, lives in, he lives in New York. His mom is down in the Carolinas where my folks are at. And he is no longer a witness. His parents, his mother and them, they have basically disowned him. They have very little to do with him or his family. Uh, they, as, as witnesses basically do when you're not a part of the organization, they have as little to do with you as possible. Only necessary family business, as the society says. And so that's basically what it's been for him for the last 25, 30 years. And his mom's health got bad. And it's interesting who the congregation elders told her to give a call to, to inquire, can they help you? It wasn't the congregation. They wanted her son to come and help her. And, you know, bless his heart, you know, he made a decision, you know, she's still mom. And so he would drive from New York City down to North Carolina once or twice every month. And because we were in the Washington, D.C. area, which is roughly about halfway in between, uh, he would often stop in. We would try to throw something on the grill, put something in the stove, so he can grab something to eat, get a little rest, and hit the road. And he did this up until the day his mom passed. And it's very, very sad that these older Jehovah's Witnesses, I mean, I look back at the older individuals back home where I'm from, they are now in need. They are struggling. And so for the last 25, 30 years, they've had little to nothing to do with their children. And now all of these individuals are finding themselves having to call on the kids they've disowned for all practical purposes to help out. And this is the type of situation that the organization is facing because they kept telling people the end is around the corner. It's in the corner, near the corner, by the corner. And the corner never made it. For some reason, the witnesses just couldn't turn that corner. And as a result, literally millions of people's lives are being impacted by it today. And so we look, at, we look back on our lives and we think about how they told us everything was free. But there's a price you have to pay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's a high price. Yeah. Because, um, and then um, next week we're going to be doing a video about education. And so the, the fact that we always talk about this free, everything is free. Well, the other thing that they took away from you was the ability to have an even higher earning potential by, you know, getting you to forego your yeah. education. Yes, yeah. so many witness right. kids around the world, talented and gifted, they gave up wonderful opportunities. 
because they were told they wouldn't be showing they loved God if they took these opportunities. And now many of them, they're you know our age, and they've been out of school 20, 30 years, and they really look back and they understand it. I mean, we have had this conversation with former witnesses extensively over the years, and you get this consistent understanding that what we were brought up in literally crushed and extinguished dreams and hopes and opportunities. And so once again, people are having to position themselves and try and rebuild and go forward. And that's what we're encouraging people to do. Uh, people are doing it. We've been trying to do it. And you just keep on. You put one foot in front of the other and you just keep on stepping. That's what you have to do. This has been Lady C. This has been JT. Thank you for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.